0: Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. I'm part of the clique. Isn't everybody? <laughs> yes! 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 I, I got an idea. Yeah. Peter Woo! 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 Give me a hell yeah! A little bit of
1: the bubbly.
0: Woo! It, 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 it <laughs> no, this is power line. Woo! I am uh, the man!
2: We need it It's shocking following episode is scheduled
0: for one fall, and it is for your listening pleasure.
2: This is In The Click. What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and joining me once again is my brother, Tommy. How you doing? I'm doing good. And look at this, a little bit of a different lineup change for this episode of In The Click. Also joining us is our good brother from within the ropes. It's Brian Tronic. How you doing, man? I'm back. Yes, you are. Feeling yes. really good. Well, it's a little bit different cuz like it's the first time you and Tommy are on the same podcast together. Yes. So it's kind of exciting times a little bit of a uh, different. it's a nice experiment yeah dynamic yes. uh but full disclosure to all the clicks is right now i think it's because we're the only three people who watch extreme rules amongst our our click group our i guess you could say our super click yep. <laughs> everyone who contributes much. to uh the in the click podcast we're the only three who are watching it live tonight uh, uh Uh, So, here in the Bay Area, going uh, on down in San Jose, it's called the Sofa Street Fair, which means, I think, south of First Avenue. It's uh, uh, this part of downtown San Jose where it's like a big outdoor festival. They have a bunch of outdoor stages, bands performing, booths, um, just your typical like outdoor you know festival street fair type stuff um and so richard is out there because one of his good friends puts it on and he can go and see um a lot of his friends out there he hasn't seen in a long time the pandemic we went but, to it a couple years ago right yeah we've we've been, we've gone to a few over the years it's really fun honestly it's uh um it, it, it's it's you know, it's cool because, like, you get to go out there And, you know, pre-pandemic, you have a lot of bands Performing all these different stages, a lot of local bands All throughout the day People are coming and going, walking around um, It's a lot of fun, but like I said Richard, his friends are, are part of it And so, he texted me earlier, he was going to watch Extreme Rules Live, because he was going to go out there And just see his friends that he hadn't seen in a long time But for Philip he is Also actually down there, because Agua is one of the Attractions for today's Sofa Street Fair um, In recent years, they Go out there and put on wrestling shows out there, um, and I think they've done some outdoors and some inside. But today they're actually indoors, inside at the Ritz. They're putting on some wrestling matches, and our boy Philip is doing the, some commentary. So kudos to him; very proud of him. He get to go out and do that—that's something he's been wanting to do. So uh, I don't know if it's going to be taped or anything. I forgot to ask him. If mm. uh, Brian, do you have any idea if any of these matches are going to? Air anywhere, anything like that. I
0: think he. I think he said something about him being taped.
2: Okay, that's good. I no, think I, so. I, 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 you know, I have not seen Philip uh, in person call matches yet. I want to experience that. Uh, yeah. But I told him, you know, this was, you know, it's a big deal. He should go out there and definitely do this. So I'm very happy for him. So, yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, get his foot in the door and start doing more of these. That, that's great. So yeah, so two of our guys are busy now watching Extreme Rules live. So it's the three of us. And, uh, I was like, let's do this, something different. You know, all three of us working together on this episode. Um, so here we are, Extreme Rules, a pay per view, I think. The build, or at least just kind of maybe the excitement level for the last few weeks has just been like, eh, oh, it's coming. It's on the calendar. Oh, here it is. It's today. It's one of these B-level pay-per-views that I think most of the time people's expectations are kind of low, especially last Extreme Rules, which was last year at the Performance Center. I remember that one was Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio in the eyeball. <laughs> horror show. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Extreme Rules. It's it's kind of a pay per view. I just don't know why they really do it anymore for multiple reasons. Especially today, uh, I'll just throw it out there. There weren't really any Extreme Rules matches or matches with chairs or wep- or excuse me, weapons of any sort, um, except for the main event. So it's like you have this pay per view called Extreme Rules, and there wasn't a lot. It was just regular matches. Um, yep. But Brian, I'll, yeah, I'll start with you. Just kind of your overall takeaways. From Extreme Rules. And then we'll, of course, we'll uh, go down through the card and recap the highlights. So, yeah, just kind of your initial takeaways. Yeah. um, I was, I I knew this would happen. I knew that
0: it would be uh, a a situation or a pay per view where, I mean, because there was no real buzz. I felt like, you know, Big E cashing in, uh, Big E and Roman being on Raw, and, uh, you know, the announcement of, Brock Lesnar and Roman for Crown Jewel, I, I feel like all of that just kind of took all the momentum or the potential momentum that uh, Extreme Rules had. And I mm-hmm. think people were also disappointed with, like you said, the fact that there was no Extreme Rules matches. <laughs> we're used to getting chairs matches and tables matches and, you know, uh, no holes barred and, you know, triple threat Ladder matches and mm-hmm. things, and there was so much room for all of that on this card, but yep. we didn't get any of that. So, and it sh- and and it it was kind of disappointing. Like it, uh, the matches were good, but like you know, without that, is it really
2: Extreme Rules? Well, that's the thing, and I'm I'm just uh, trying to Google real quick, just kind of like the overall history of Extreme Rules mm-hmm. as a pay per view. Okay, mm-hmm. here we go. Okay, so first one was 2009. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 was raw only 18. So yeah, they've been doing it every year for the last 13 years, or this is the 13th one over the last 12 years. Wow. Um, man, I didn't realize it's been going on that long. It's for me in general, I'm not a big fan of WWE using a stipulation, as the name of the pay-per-view. Yeah. Because you kind of horseshoe yourself into, or you force yourself to do these stipulations when maybe it's not necessarily called for, or especially tonight, it's like it's called Extreme Rules, and they didn't even use any stip any Extreme Rules-type stipulation. So mm-hmm. it's like, what was the point? It, it, it's, you know, for example, like um, Extreme Rules, Hell in a Cell, TLC, It's like these pay per views with the name of a stipulation in it, like you said, you're kind of forcing or telegraphing. It's like, okay, yeah, we're gonna be at some point we're gonna have some of these matches with these type of stipulations. But like unless it naturally I'm more in favor of stipulations when they organically seem right to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. As far as okay, if we're gonna have a, a tables match yeah, like it, it, if it's necessary, but if you're just saying, "Oh yeah, these two guys are gonna have a table smash just because one of them went through a table recently," uh. well, like, it doesn't seem like organic. It's just you're yeah. forcing it. So that's why I'm not like a big fan of like this pay per view, especially last year the horror show that was um, <laughs> a very I think it really jumped the shark last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing. It's like I guess for WWE they like saying extreme rules instead of saying hardcore. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that is that yeah. their, is I that their so. MO? I think so. I mean, it was cool. Um, so I watched SmackDown this morning. So hardcore is now like a taboo word
1: now? Yeah, something like that. Since you can't say hospital, you have to say medical
2: facilities.
1: <laughs> That's something we should it's, do. It's a Vince McMahon taboo word.
2: Yeah, I know? mean, if we had to, we should like write down and go over all the The words and phrases that WWE uses instead of saying uh, the actual word. The term. I mean, well, case in point, pro wrestling. They say sports entertainment. That's the number one Mm. term they use. Mm -hmm. But anyway, like, so. But they say wrestling, WrestleMania, you know. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's my thing. So I'm like, I'm watching this and I'm like, okay, there's nothing really. Extreme going on, and you know you would. I think in the past we're used to extreme rules. We're expecting all these hardcore type matches, Um but yeah, they don't go super hardcore. So I anyway, know. I just I'm not in favor. I think they need to retire the name and come up with something else. They got so many other great names. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Did uh, what was last September? Was last September Clash of Champions? Clash of Champions. Yeah. yeah, I love the name Clash of Champions because yeah. it's like. Okay, we're gonna get every title on the line. I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for October, um, normally it's been held in the cell in recent years, but they moved that up to June this year. So is the Saudi Arabia show the only thing pay per view wise lined up for October? October?
0: Yeah, I think so. Interesting. Okay, I was I was curious a couple of weeks ago, and I looked up. I was like, wow, I don't
2: I don't see anything else. I yeah, think that's it. I mean, the only bright side of them using the Extreme Rules name this weekend was on Friday on SmackDown. Just Paul Heyman, SmackDown took place in Philadelphia. And he said, Roman Reigns, you need to get Extreme. (laughs) And so, and then the crowd started going, ECW, ECW, ECW. So, So I popped for that. Yeah. And so that was the only cool thing. But, um, Tommy, how about yourself? Anything else stood out for you just overall from the pay per view? Any takeaways?
1: Um,. You know, Brian just said the words right out of my mouth too. I, I agree with what he said,
2: you know. I will say Brian, what you think of the crowd tonight? I thought the crowd was great. The crowd was great and it's it, like I hate when that happens. I feel
0: like man, you gotta reward a crowd like that when when you have a hot crowd that's inner inter- entertaining and, mm-hmm. and and you know that obviously like if you're a viewer at home the crowd they make you wish you were there in mm-hmm. a sense right and so all the from the opening you know match all the way i feel like they were decent all the way to the end it's just like oh man you can't even you know pull get a little something call an audible you know hit someone yeah. with a chair do something you know
2: <laughs> to get the crowd going and that's yeah. the thing it, it is. um I mean, it just shows one how valuable, how important the crowd is to any wrestling show in yeah. general, any promotion. They can make uh, a show that maybe wrestling wise is okay, but it can make the show good. It can make a good show just feel and sound great and so forth. It just, they add a whole extra layer from an entertainment standpoint that makes a show, um, outstanding. And so the crowd, especially when a crowd is involved, cheering and booing at the appropriate places all that stuff i mean you know there's some crowds that are dead and that Mm -hmm. just sucks i feel bad for the wrestlers because you could tell they're working their ass off and not getting any reaction yeah um you know a little good reminder you know if you're at a wrestling show please watch the crowd don't get too busy like looking at your phone and stuff like that uh but yeah i just um you know, for in general, it just, it shows, you know, hey, if you're going to a wrestling show, man, make sure to get involved and participate because you really could help make a show outstanding. So, uh, uh, I, I mean, say Europe, that yeah. European crowds are more enthusiastic yeah, no. than American fans. Well, know. no, that's why I wanted to say. So everyone here in the Bay Area who are listening, the cliques out here. Make sure you go to the SAP Center Friday, October 8th or the Chase Center. For Monday Night Raw on Monday, October 11th, and uh, yeah, show the Bay Area. We uh, we re- uh, represent the Bay Area to the fullest. Give your emotion. You know, uh, make the crowd extra entertaining and and shout it out. Participate, and that's the thing too. I like when a crowd goes along with how the show is. Yeah, you cheer for the good guys. You boo the bad guys. You don't try to turn on anyone. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I mean, if you play along nicely, it just overall makes a great, better, enjoyable experience. That's so, I will say that. But, uh, uh so yeah, let's jump right into this. Um, so the kickoff show, which you got announced today that Liv Morgan and Carmella got bumped back, it was originally scheduled for the main show, and then earlier today it was announced for the, the kickoff, which to me, totally fine. No offense to them but you know <laughs> the build and stuff it's been okay especially because mm-hmm. they kind of represent like the mid-card of the women's division right now so I think it was fine on the kickoff show but Brian you know what you kind of think of this match here it wasn't super long it was just under eight minutes
0: yeah I enjoyed it I think this was a a proper showing uh, for Liv Morgan and what she's capable of what she can do uh, she had a great crowd uh you know, to cheer, cheer her on. Mm-hmm. And there was no shenanigans. Like, there was no Zelina Vega. There was no uh, distractions. It was just a nice, clean finish. And um, I enjoyed it. Carmella, I, I think she doesn't get enough credit, to, you know, that she deserves either. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's a former champion, you know, former Money in the Bank cashed in on the Queen City, Charlotte Flair, you know. So I just feel like um these are two women who are – great in the ring more than capable i i see some people online kind of get wrapped up with you know carmella's gimmick and the the most beautiful woman in all wwe but she can really wrestle guys relax relax
2: (laughs) (laughs) um and, and it was you right who tweeted about both their ring gear right yes yes it was beautiful. I felt like
0: uh, Liv Morgan with the black and green representing, uh, kind of like Shawn Michaels from from In Your House DX nineteen ninety seven, <laughs> and then Carmella with the white and a little bit of a little, little bit a little, little bit of gold in there uh-huh. uh, rep- representing Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania twenty five <laughs> against the Dead Man.
2: Yeah, yeah. Shawn Michaels vibes. I loved it. <laughs> so it was cool. I I, I definitely like the gear. I mean, for me. The DX inspired gear really popped, and like I noticed that it was like yeah. you know Liv Morgan the full like black outfit with the green uh, X's on it, yep. neon neon green on there. So I thought that was really cool.
1: Everyone yep. wants to wear gear that's. It seems like to me it's in tribute to Shawn Michaels. It seems, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: it just it really shows just how um, I, I guess influential Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. or is. Homage, yeah. Yeah, om- yeah, paying homage to him as far as just. You know he is arguably one of the greatest. I mean, you know, I, 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 you know, as a Stone Cold fan, I will say Shawn Michaels is probably the best in ring performer of my lifetime that I got to see. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, yeah, no, it shows how many people have been inspired by him, and so it's just cool when wrestlers pay tribute to people of the past, especially yeah. for young younger kids and stuff who are watching. Is you know see who these people they're they're paying tribute to and then do yourself a favor go on the network or Peacock whatever and look up these wrestlers in the past watch their matches I think it's always great for the fans really learn the full history you know, even yeah. if it's just WWE or if you take the time look up NWA and all the territories I think it's really important to learn about the whole history the spectrum of wrestling especially over the last 30-40 years so, yeah. Um, but yeah for Liv Morgan it was a pretty hard hitting match physical for both of them even Liv Morgan did the the double leg, you know, she drops back and kicks off Carmella because last week she acted like her nose was broken. This time she yep. did that same spot on the table and yep. Carmella was like, ah! But yeah, Liv Morgan got the clean victory and I'm actually really happy because I wonder if this is the beginning of Liv Morgan getting a push Uh, a baby face push for the women's division. Now, granted, with the draft coming up, who knows if it's going to be on Raw or SmackDown, the push that she gets. But I think Mm. it's important because I I think, you know, the main event scene, we could talk more about the main event scene because now, as far as SmackDown goes, it's pretty stacked right now. Yeah. But I I think, uh, you know, there's some moving parts right now, and you got to kind of start creating some more, future main eventers, or at least contenders for the raw and SmackDown women's championships. Yeah. Um So for you, are you kind of like notice that that like, could this be, or are you in favor of like Liv Morgan, maybe start getting a push now and could be another baby face. Oh
0: yeah, definitely. She, I think she, she
2: fits perfect.
0: As far as the baby, like I said, especially when you have a crowd reaction like that. And Mm -hmm. she's been getting really good crowd reactions over the last few months. A lot of people were pushing for her to be involved a few months ago in the title picture. But, you know, obviously that didn't happen. Um, And then tonight, too, I want to make sure I say this was one of her better matches. Okay, usually I feel like she has like a botch or two or maybe maybe she's going too fast or, you know, nervous. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But I felt like it was the whole it was just so it was fluid it was flowing so well for her especially the ending of the sequence where she you know hit her with the on the desk and then the, the, she came back in and did the face buster uh finisher off the middle mm-hmm. you know off the yeah. ropes that that was really cool mm-hmm. that was that was really cool so i really enjoyed it and i hope she's getting a push
2: yeah cause, well because you think about it i mean uh you know, for smackdown you know it's becky uh, it's you know Bianca, spoiler alert, and Sasha Banks now back. Um, yeah. Over on Raw, it is Charlotte. It is uh, Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. Um, Rhea Naya, Ripley? Uh, well, so yeah, Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H. ASH are kind of... Oh, they're in it. Yeah, I mean, they're busy with the, the tag, tag title scene right yeah. now. So as far yeah. as singles, competitors... Naya is out injured, right? She legit Naya is, is injured. Yeah. Uh, Shannon Baszler's kind of been reestablished as a monster, which mm. is great. They need a monster heel. Uh, you know, it's someone that can challenge a babyface champion. Um, So I'm just wondering, you know, it's a lot of heels. Yeah. I mean, so they don't have a lot of baby outside of Bianca, who's like a top babyface for the women's division. So. I think they need to start creating some more. So hopefully Liv Morgan's win tonight, that's what they're setting up, which mm. I'm all for. So it's something mm-hmm. to keep your eye out on. And, and with the draft, and um, I don't know, you know, maybe move to Raw could be better, but I don't know if she's ready to deal with the queen herself on yes. Monday Night Raw. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, all right, so moving on to the actual main show. It was announced on Twitter early in the day that... We're going to get a six-man tag match, The New Day, featuring, of course, the new or current WWE champion, Big E, along with Kofi and Xavier, taking on uh, a makeshift thrown-together team of Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, and Omos. Um, but, dude, Brian, this match was a lot of fun. For being last minute, yeah. I mean, these are all total pros, and it was, uh, it was a badass, fun opening match. What do you think? Yeah, I thought it was great.
0: I thought that um, <laughs> a lot of people online were, were upset because Bobby Lashley didn't have Cedric or or uh, mm. um, uh, Shelton. You yeah, know, or, yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt business, but it was still a powerful team. You still got AJ Styles, still got Omos, uh, and then of course the New Day, who a lot everyone was cheering for, which was good to see. We haven't heard a lot of New Day rocks chants in a while, so <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it. it. was It was hard hitting. I felt like Big E um, looked very strong and mm-hmm. powerful, as well as even Bobby Lashley. Um, and then we got it. We 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 got to see what AJ Styles and Big E in the ring would look like. So that was cool. Um,
2: I enjoyed it. It's uh. By the way, before I forget, we gotta talk about Peacock and the audio issues. <laughs> the co- I forgot. I just looked on my Twitter, and reminded myself. Um, so I don't know about you. I turned on the kickoff show probably about like four thirty, mm-hmm. I think it was, and like I'm hearing Spanish commentary and the English commentary, and I'm like, what is going on? I'm like in a warped like. Yo, portal or timeline or something. It's like, what the hell's going on here? So it's like, i caramba. But everyone was seeing, feel, everyone was dealing with it. Apparently, was it wasn't feel, just me? I
0: feel like if anything, that might have killed Liv Morgan and Carmella's match because so many people were <laughs> focused on the commentary. No one could really pay attention to the actual match or even the commentary to understand like what they were saying and how they were calling the match.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so
2: I don't know what's going on.
1: I mean. And, damn, I was bummed not to see the Spanish announce table.
2: <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, where were they doing their calling at? Yeah. Are they – oh, they must be off to this. if they're Probably. in-house, they're in the side, um, mm-hmm. like, behind, like, the floor seats um, yep. yeah. in front of the camp or um, non camp. In front of the hard cam, yeah. Uh, yeah, non-hard yeah. cam side, yeah. so mm-hmm. – um, 'Cause yeah, sometimes they'll do that shot where they go down each uh different country or language available. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, no, that was crazy. I mean it's like, come on, Peacock. I don't know whose fault it was. It was Peacock his WWE, but
1: I mean they this continue, Peacock yeah, what's they, that? They continue to have their issues.
2: Yeah, so I mean here we, what's I said been, that six I said months that, now?
0: I said that maybe this was uh NBC uh getting back at WWE for maybe their favoritism, the Fox. Ah
1: <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. We're well, gonna, my thi- We're going to ruin hey. all your pay-per-views then. <laughs> hey, blame that on Nick Khan. I don't know.
2: <laughs> well, my thing is like, come on. And this is not great advertisement for Peacock. I mean, another reason why people miss the WWE Network. We didn't have yeah. these issues. I mean, they said they're supposed to have the full library by SummerSlam, which I don't know. Do you know if everything's up there? Did they transfer everything over? I haven't seen quite I don't think much. so. I haven't and really you, looked. And you know
0: what? Too, they have an issue with even like I don't know if they've stopped putting Tool Five Live up after it's live broadcasting, but like they'll show it live and then it's not available right away oh. on like oh. for on 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 demand. And it's hmm. it's happened like even like now you can you can go like check for it and it's not popping like the recent ones aren't popping up like. The mm. last one that they have is when they were still when when NXT was gold. They had the gold oh. ropes and everything. So yeah, I'm like, what? I'm like, what's going on? A few times it happened
2: even with NXT UK. Well, I was gonna say 205 Live is not 205 Live anymore. As far as cruiserweights, like it's a variety right. of people now, right? It's, yeah. So it's literally like a, a bonus lot of women now. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a bonus show of like NXT people, pretty much. Kind of like what main of the main event is? Or? Yeah, so they just need to rechange the name. Yeah, yeah. I hope but they do. <laughs> I mean, bring back uh, uh, what was Saturday morning velocity? Velocity. <laughs> <laughs> Or remember
1: uh, uh, WWE or WWF back then, Mania on Saturday morning? Yeah, yeah.
2: something. Or LiveWire. Bring back LiveWire
1: yeah. or something like that. I <laughs> shotgun Saturday a... night.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: shotgun Saturday night. That was yeah. my favorite. Yeah. yeah. First season. So anyway, yeah. it's like,
2: come on, Peacock, get your get your get your act together. But all right, so back to the opening match. So um I I, I love this intensity from Bobby Lashley as far as he, you know. He's someone who lost the WWE Championship. He is pissed off, and I love that character development. It's like, like, dude, he was a dominant WWE champion for what over six months, so, yeah. mm-hmm. and he lost the title. Um, kind of like two-on-one, if you want to count his match with Randy Orton, and then Big E coming in, attacking him, or you know getting a match with him post the table, hurting his leg, his knee. Yeah. So he is frustrated, and he wants that title back. I love that passion. Even though he's a heel, he is acting properly as someone who lost the title and wants it back, and he's going to yep. go at any cost necessary to get it back. Uh, but the match itself was a lot of fun. I mean, come on. you got... New Day, who are arguably the, One of the greatest factions of all time, they're all pros mm-hmm. AJ Styles, arguably the best Wrestler in the last 15 years mm-hmm. Omos, who's the greenest guy in the room But he did his part of like uh, Being the big monster I like what Big E said, like, I'm not afraid of you <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's the champion I want, I want to not be afraid of anyone yeah.
1: Yeah. But even
2: AJ Styles I mean, come on, and then yeah, Bobby Lashley So The match was just a lot of fun Yeah, Um, I thought Big E Did great you know, carrying the match, I thought. Yeah, oh, absolutely, and this yeah, is his yeah. time to shine now. And uh, I, I
1: felt, you know, that spot, you know, to the to the finish, you mm-hmm. know, in the match was slick. I mean, Big E got out of the way the last possible second, and AJ Styles sold. He sold that. Hell out of that That spear from Bobby Lashley I felt
2: Oh yeah, yeah. And then uh, Yeah Biggie came into The Big Indian. Bobby Lashley got the pin um, But even like AJ There was one point There was like a little botch Between him and Biggie Like Yeah uh, I don't know if you saw It was like the ropes And yep. um, But AJ Styles is so good He was able to Improv or act quickly in the moment and recover and turn into something else, and the, their momentum just kept going. So that's I just mm-hmm. want to give a shout out AJ Styles that match, but uh, but yeah, I liked how. Keep in mind AJ Styles, um, <laughs> remember was it Bobby Lashley slapped him in the face, and that was his tag in, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then later on AJ, you know, hit him or slapped him to get his pin in. And Bobby's looking at him, and then AJ is ready to do, you know, uh, the phenomenal forearm off the ropes, and then Bobby just slapped him on the back, and he comes in. Or didn't and, he slap him on the ass or something? Yeah. Like that? Well, I'm saying <laughs> so. They're going back and forth. They're like, no, it's my turn. I want to be in there. Right. But, but so we see Bobby Lashley spear AJ Styles. So, like, I wonder, are we gonna get a program between the two of them now? Like, mm-hmm. whew. It's um, So the New Day wins Big E gets the pin, which is great As WWE Champion, he should be the one to take the pin I was a little bummed that Bobby Lashley ate the pin But Mm. at the same time It kind of helps solidify Big E as WWE Champion And it also sets up uh, Tomorrow night on Raw Which we'll go ahead and we just tease it right now So uh, Bobby Lashley cut a promo And said he wants the title back He wants to challenge Big E For Monday Night Raw or uh, I'm on that raw for the WWE Championship, and then Biggie cut kind of promo later. Says, "Yeah, I accept it. And let's be the first match of the night." So it's made official. So <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's counter programming or they're inspired based on Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson kicked yeah. off Dynamite this week. Mm-hmm. But what well, are your thoughts, Brian? Could be, of, a, could uh, be a
0: little both, could <laughs> a be little, little both. bit, a
2: little bit. Get a WWE <laughs> Championship match to kick off raw. Yeah, a little both, and and then
0: I feel like you know. Hopefully it's not gonna be like a you know false finish, and then we get something else later on in the night. I I hope it's I hope it's an actual match that we get to see to open up. But yeah, it's could be a little bit of both. They saw you know all the excitement and and and, <laughs> and everything over there on the other side AEW. But even with my I mean with Monday Night Football, they're going up against a big monster. Yeah. So, That's true
2: So Because my Night Football starts what, about 5 o'clock 5 o'clock as uh, always East Coast time And yep. so same, same time for Raw So they're probably like Okay, let's give them something big to start to show off And hopefully people will stick around Yeah For the duration of Raw So you kind of hook them in that way yep. um, But I love each of them cutting promos And they promote it for the next night So um, But uh, I think, Brian, did you tweet out That you'll see AJ Styles be Maybe the next contender or challenger For Big E's WWE yeah. Championship?
0: Yeah, that after seeing them in the ring and, and seeing th- them face-to-face Big E in, I, I would say, his championship form, mm-hmm. um, it's interesting. Uh, I, I'm, I'm all for that. I, I definitely would like to see AJ Styles back in the title picture. Um, I mean, pending what happens with the draft, you know, because, yeah. I mean, I don't know if Styles would be going back over to SmackDown, but I feel like Raw needs him more than SmackDown. I don't know. I feel like the draft is crazy. I feel like everything's kind of shaping up to be where it needs to be right now. I mean, there's some like mid-card people who I feel like could swap brands and it would benefit. But I don't know as far as the top, the 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 you know the title pictures and stuff. I feel like Raw. I would like to see Biggie
2: Styles, you know, Biggie Orton, or, or you know, something like that. You just you just reminded me of something, and this is something I was going to ask you. So I didn't have a chance to do a raw any sort of raw review this week, but mm-hmm. on raw this week we saw the bloodline take on the new day. Great opening match. Bobby Lashley came out, and even though the refs saw him clearly attack everyone and didn't stop the match, but <laughs> he took out, destroyed everyone, looked strong, and then led to him going to the back and telling Pierce and Deville like, "Hey, I want I want Biggie and Roman Reigns," and that was a triple threat main for the main event, which was awesome. Um and Roman uh Roman got the victory, he pinned uh um, Bobby Lashley. Um so yeah, Bobby Lashley eaten quite a few pins the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, which is fine, you know. He's been booked very strong up until then, so he's helped putting people over. Um But my question is do you think I think a lot of people were assuming Drew McIntyre was gonna go to SmackDown? Because he's been on Raw this whole time since he's been called back up from NXT in his second run. So I think from change of scenery, he should go to SmackDown. But then I see some people saying, maybe Bobby Lashley go to SmackDown and he can challenge Roman Reigns over there. So there's a little foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Or maybe both of them. Maybe both can go over there. But yeah. then that sucks for Raw. You're losing two of your main eventers. Well, if Bobby Lashley goes to SmackDown, then maybe they want him and Brock. That that too. I mean that that is very very interesting. So what I'm getting at is this match coming on Raw. I can easily see Bobby losing to Big E one last time, putting him over, and then he goes over to SmackDown. So yeah. maybe that's what could be happening here. But uh, it's, gonna
0: be, it's gonna be interesting to see even how they format this draft because it's a lot of like you know parts. as far as you if you look at the top, it's like you got Big E, Lashley. Brock, Roman, Finn, like so many like main event guys. It's just like if Raw picks Big E, right? And, yeah. and then obviously SmackDown picks Roman. It's like, who's going to get that next pick? I would pick Brock. <laughs> Man, if I'm the if I'm the next pick, like if I'm the person who gets the next pick, like why not? Or, I mean, you got to take into consideration that Brock don't work every yep. week either. So he's more so. like a floating
2: free agent. Yeah. Um, no, it's going to be interesting, and that's um, maybe – I'm trying to think maybe sometime this week we could do, like, a prediction video or something of, like, who gets drafted to where and why. I think the main thing, as long as you exchange a main eventer for a main eventer to each show, so that way the other main eventers have some fresh comp- competition, and then the mid-card scene, you move, like, half the mid-card to the other side and vice versa, so the mid-card scene has fresh opponents for one another. Um i don't know man it's gonna be interesting <laughs> but yeah. that's the thing is you gotta think about like your a players they need fresh competition so who you trade over switch over get drafted that's that should be your fresh set of opponent so it's like looking ahead it's like okay who can biggie and roman reigns challenge over the next few months to keep give them some fresh storylines but yeah. i don't know we'll see so maybe maybe later this week we can do some predictions of who should go where and why yeah. um No, but great opening main event here. Um, I did laugh when Pat McAfee, when Michael Cole introduced him, he started speaking in Spanish and, (laughs) and French greeting everyone just acknowledging the audio issues. He is so golden. Like, he's amazing. He'll, I don't know if he checks Twitter or what he does, but he sees what's something going on that people are complaining about and he'll acknowledge it. In his commentary, which is yep. great here, fantastic. Uh, so uh, next match was for the SmackDown tag titles, the Usos defending against the Street Profits. I mean, what can you say here it hasn't been said already? These are two what the two top teams of the overall tag team division for yeah. WWE. Uh, but yeah, Brian, what did you think of this uh, this match here?
0: Yeah, it was good. I was you know I was like I don't know how this match is gonna go. I feel like all week I felt like uh, the Usos have been overlooking the Street Profits. And I mm-hmm. kept saying, like, I want the Street Profits to to get serious for a minute. Like these guys overlooked you. You got to capitalize on it. And I felt like they did one before the match started or, you know, when they caught them coming into the arena. I believe it was on the kickoff. And, you know, uh, um Montez was like, hey, you got my back They, you know, they jumped me. I need to know I can count on you. And then uh, Angelo Dawkins is like, yeah, I got your back. And then, you know, they do what they always do in this match, but I I felt a little more sense of urgency. um, And it it felt personal, like, hey, you guys, we're coming for you guys. We want our titles back. And for a minute, I thought the Street Profits had a chance. (laughs) I thought it was leaning towards their way. It's
1: good storytelling right there. Very good
2: storytelling. God, I mean, Street Profits are so fun. I mean, Montez Ford is a freak of nature, just his athleticism, everything he does in the ring. And like I said this on Twitter, he is the total package. He should be WWE champion at some point. Mm -hmm. You think about it. He's he's great in the ring. He's athletic. He's very charismatic on the microphone, cutting promos, or doing interviews. He has it all, and so he has a great super drop kick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The great the, fro- the frog, frog splash, splash you know? I and mean, he's amazing. So he's got it all. I, and so, like like I said earlier, I watched SmackDown this morning, and I really enjoyed. That the night revolved around him getting like a singles run for the one yeah. night only because Angel Dawkins I guess was at a wedding and so Montez Four calls out the bloodline and calls them bitches and <laughs> Roman Reigns got pissed and challenged him to a match as the main event yep. and it was a good match Montez Four versus Roman Reigns in the main event on Smackdown this week and it was great and I think I don't know maybe that's the beginning Easter eggs are foreshadowing that montez ford is due for greatness and eventually he could be um one that will get a big singles run i i've said this before i don't know if it's on the podcast or just to friends but i really think montez ford if you want to make a comparison he really is like booker t was for harlem heat Mm -hmm. i think you got this extremely talented fun tag team I, we, we know they're probably not going to last forever as a tag team. They're eventually going to go their separate ways. And I think Montez Ford will have an amazing singles run. And don't get me wrong. I love Angelo Dawkins. He is great. He has improved so much yes, since he has. he's been moved up to the main roster. But Montez Ford has something special. And looking on Twitter, a lot of people are commenting the same thing. He is a special specimen, uh, a yeah. WWE superstar. I could see him. Get a big push And he can be a huge baby face For WWE And that's the big conversation We've had on this podcast a lot Is who's going to be the one To eventually dethrone Roman Reigns And beat him for the Universal Championship I think a lot of people thought Originally was going to be Big E Well now he's WWE Champion So he's he's got his own storyline now But it's Mm -hmm. like who else could it be I mean one idea I had was Maybe Drew goes to SmackDown And he could be the one to eventually beat Roman to get back you know his loss at Survivor Series to him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or maybe it's someone from NXT or is there someone else on the roster that we're not looking at or maybe there's someone coming up or hasn't been signed yet to WWE yeah. yet but what I'm getting at is this Friday Smackdown really opened my eyes is maybe it could be Montez Ford down the road yeah I don't know like I I I, I, some people I see like Oh, Street Profits should be drafted Like break them up and draft separately I'm like, well, no, I don't, I'm don't. i not necessarily Break up the Street Profits that soon But everyone's like, they accomplished everything already Like their first, what, year and a half Because they got called up, what, uh, beginning of 2020 If I remember correctly, or into 2019 Yeah um, And, you know, they've won championships On Raw and SmackDown for me, it's like, okay, yeah, they kind of Won a lot early on, but it's like, no, no Don't break them up yet, I think there's some fun storylines They could still do as a team But maybe down the road, totally you could break them apart, but don't do that I hate when they break up tag teams too soon Yeah um, but, what I, but I do think Montez Ford He could be one that, you know, if they treat him right, I think he can eventually get a singles run and be kind of like Booker T esque, you know, in some yep. capacity. I don't know. What do you think about Montez Ford, his potential as a single star? Yeah, I think uh
0: he's got it. I I'm sitting here thinking now, like, man, like imagine he you know, imagine they keep them together. Right. And then they, they let's say they both get drafted to Raw. Like, I, I I would love to see Montez be one to answer one of those United States Championship Open Challenge matches, you know, and and maybe even win it. You never know. Like, <laughs> I mean, something new, something different. I feel like WWE needs that every now and then, like. You know unpredictability. It's like wow, we don't. You know, we didn't see that coming at all. And you don't have to. And you don't have to break up the team for that to happen. I mean, we're used to WWE breaking up teams, and all right, this one's going to go on a singles run. And then this one, we've seen it with what we've seen it with the Dudleys happened before. Heavy machinery. Heavy machinery. Uh, Otis and uh, uh, and, and uh, uh, Tucky. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And then didn't that happen to um. I'm trying to think of another tag team It recently happened to.
2: Oh, that they broke up too soon? Um, yeah. God, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, um, I, was I think, the more, one. I think yeah. the more recent
0: one was Otis and Tucker.
2: But, but yeah, you're right as far as it, every time, like, a tag team, if someone wants to break off and get a singles run, they always got to break them up. One turns on the other, and one goes yeah. heel, one goes babyface. But it never can be. I've, I would like to see just two guys, like, Come to agreements like, hey man, we have accomplished everything as a team. Let's let's try go our own separate ways for a while. Maybe have like a you know brotherly handshake and respect. We're gonna we're, we're still buddies, friends, family, um, but we gotta go on separate journeys for right now. But we're gonna always have each other's back. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a story beat that they don't do enough of. I so think maybe they, they could showed that, Shoot it. Profits. Yeah,
0: I think I think they've showed that it's possible with the new day too. I mean, that's three guys who. Two have gone on to become WWE champion and, and go on and do their own thing. And, and I feel like Xavier Woods has thing He obviously has things that he wants to do. You know, he wants to be king of the ring, you know. So that's something that he has in his future. He's talked about being U.S. champion in the past. <laughs> uh, you know, that never happened. But, you know, still, and, and you don't I know a lot of people were pushing for New Day to Break up, break up, break him up, or have Big E turn on. A lot of people thought that that would be Big E's path to the WWE Championship was turning on Kofi. And so,
2: you know, you got a nice example right there that you don't have to do that. (laughs) Yeah, I I totally agree with you. So that's the thing. It's like maybe Montez Ford can get a singles run, but not at the expense of ruining a friendship, kayfabe wise, and, and, you know, kind of has to turn against everything. That we know him for and love about him. But then again, I will admit, part of me is kind of intrigued. What would a heel Montez Ford look like? He's already right. very charismatic. Mm-hmm. Imagine him being a heelish and kind of have more of the freedom to say what he wants. He could be a lot of fun. Like, yeah, yeah I'm just saying. But, but even, I,
0: even, even on Friday, I felt like he was really good on the mic. You know, he was. He was natural, you know, yes. and uh, he started off, you know, very straight, But then he turned and got real serious, real quick,
2: and I loved it. And when he referenced something like the locker room, oh, God, I'm, I'm totally blanking, but he made reference to the locker room in the USOs. Like you think you guys run this place or something? I I forgot. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing here, but what I'm getting at, is, yeah, maybe after watching SmackDown this week, it really opened my eyes that maybe Montez Ford can be the one to eventually dethrone Roman Reigns, become universal champion or just become their next big single star. Cause they're always looking for ne- who's the next big single star for them. Yeah. And yeah, maybe Montez Ford, this could be the beginning of it. So I'm just saying, we'll uh, bookmark this episode, this clip and this <laughs> highlight right here on the highlight yeah. and you'll know, we'll come back to it. If he ever does come true. So, uh, but you know, the match itself, a lot of fun, uh, Montez Ford looked really good in this match. Um, The Usos did the double frog splash on him and got the pin. They retained their SmackDown title. So the bloodline still maintains all their gold. I have a hot take right here. What's that?
1: When when Montez Ford was selling the ribs that hard, Mm -hmm. and then that frog splash, and then getting it reversed, you know? Yeah. It should have been enough, I felt, for a three count. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. you could have had Angelo Dawkins break it up or something.
2: Well, I did like how Montez Ford had the bandage to really sell the effects of the the beatdown he got on Friday. So... It reminded me of a uh, Hogan in, in his
1: steel cage match against King Kong Bundy at WrestleMania two, <laughs> or
2: DDP for like all the nineties. Yeah, <laughs> remember DDP was like wrapped in body yeah. tape or, or, or you know his yeah, ribs. like a mummy. Yeah, for yeah. like I think all of like 90, all of like ninety seven and ninety eight he was yeah. covered in that. Oh yeah, that's another reference. Philip doesn't know, by the way. So Uh-oh. I'm just saying, <laughs> go back and watch it, Philip. I still want to do that with him. That might be a Fun yes. bonus episode. We go back and rewatch all Nitro episodes during the Attitude Era. That would be fun. Because, like, I, you know, you and I joked we watched it live in real time. Yep. Philip, yep. not so much. He was too little. But, yeah. um, but yeah, dude, there'll be some interesting. I mean, I wonder how much of it holds up till today. That's my big question. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Uh, 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 it's uh, oh the other thing too. Did you notice going back to Peacock again? <laughs> the, all the commercials throughout the episode. Oh man, what was okay. up with that? Are these the commercials that, uh, like, they just inject them in whenever? Like, what okay, was up so, with that?
0: So I have the non-commercial Peacock version. Oh, so I didn't, I, Yeah. So I didn't get any, and that's actually mm. the first time I've heard of them doing commercials during.
2: WWE yes. pay per views. That's okay. That's something I noticed too. I was like, okay, because SummerSlam, um, you know, I was there, or we were both there. I re watched it, you know, when we came back, um, but I didn't notice the commercials. But this was, I think, the first pay per view in their time, their short six month run so far on Peacock, where they just started randomly injecting commercials, like before matches. You know,
1: it's like with me. Whenever I go on, I have we have DAZN and I watch the fights on DAZN, uh-huh. and they have commercials on DAZN.
2: So okay, so that's the thing. Yep. So, okay, I'm glad you brought that up, uh, Brian. So yeah, we have the 4.99 version of Peacock because uh-huh. you know for anyone listening, if you don't know, if you have Xfinity, if you subscribe to Xfinity, you link up your Xfinity account to Peacock, you get the 4.99 version for free. So I actually don't pay for the WWE Network currently yep. or Peacock. But the 990, but the four ninety nine version does have some commercials. Yeah. The 9 dollars version or tier, commercial free. So, that's what you yeah. have. So, if yeah. I, we were to upgrade, we would just pay that $5
0: difference. Yeah. So, interesting. I, I, okay. It's crazy that they did that. I mean, I figured they run enough. I mean, they show enough ads of their own, like their merch commercials <laughs> and, you know, NXT and Raw coming up next Monday. I feel like... Why would they have
2: commercials? They have commercials of their own already. But that's the thing, it was like, you know, during even Roman Reigns' entrance, a commercial started playing. Oh, yeah. oh, no. Um and some other like big I kinda important moments they were showing a commercial. But I did see online um some people were pointing out if you see a commercial pop up on Peacock during the middle of a broadcast, hit the refresh button and then it'll go away. So I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know if Peacock likes knowing that That the commercials can be cut off But hey I I I do pay for for my subscription I don't want that Uh, Uh, All right. so next up was uh, I know the match Brian was most Looking forward to uh, Charlotte Flair defending The Raw Women's Championship against Alexa Bliss But Brian I need you To please give the introduction to uh, The Queen
0: well, Alexa Bliss, she had the honor of being in the ring with the Raw Women's Champion, the Queen, Betty. Charlotte Blair, and oh my God, she looked so nice tonight. So she what had, was that like? Couldn't tell. It looked like a. It was like a half and half. You know what it reminded me of? Eddie Guerrero.
2: How Ooh. he had the, the half gold and the half black heights when he was in WCW oh, yeah. it kind of reminded me though of like Venom from you know Spider-Man Ooh, like I didn't think was about like, that like it's a gold outfit but then the black symbiote is like oozing to the other side you, you saw how it was kind of like oozing over it looked like I
0: didn't think
2: about that so, like Venom maybe
0: was nice
2: that's nice that's nice but the match itself was actually pretty good
0: right? right Brian yeah I enjoyed the match um, Alexa Bliss is always good to watch in the ring. She's she's always been great, and I loved her ring gear too. Her ring gear was amazing. Um, I felt like they were they were both going back and forth really, 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 really well. Yeah. Um, Blair did the you know the double moon salt. Yes. Like on like on Friday, that yeah. was that was really neat to see. <laughs>
2: um, That must hurt the knees, though, right? I mean, it's painful to watch for me because you land on your knees. You do like a moonsault and you land on your knees and then you got to jump again. So it's like the initial pain or tingling in your knees from landing and you got to jump again real quick. I'm like, yep. I, God, I mean, it's torture. I'm worried about Andrade's knees like 20 years from now. (laughs)
0: Right. I I loved uh, the counter of the first natural selection that Alexa Bliss did. Um,
2: it was a lot of office. It was great. It was great back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. And unfortunately, the finish or what happened after the match, I think is going to overshadow this match itself. Yeah. It was a good, solid match here. Uh, Tommy, was there anything else from this match that stood out for you? you uh, want- no, not really. I mean, come on. I mean, Alexa Bliss is a former champion in her own right. So it was a good, solid match. Um, so uh, uh, Charlotte does pick up the victory, though. Mm-hmm. Um so no, I mean, so she's going to retain. Unfortunately, so what happened to Matt after the match? Charlotte grabs the Lily doll, rips it apart, <laughs> and then walks away. Alexa Bliss just starts breaking down, ripping part of her own hair. Starts throwing a tantrum, grabs the doll, and then walking up the ramp. Like grabs the piece of the doll, and at the top of the ramp, she's like, "I guess trying to look like she's foaming at the mouth." Unfortunately, the way that she was on her knees and the camera standing over her, she has her mouth open crying. But you see a tablet under her tongue, it was like an Alka Seltzer tablet. Yeah, <laughs> it must have been like Alka Seltzer tablet that to make her foam at the mouth. That's all everyone picked up on screenshots all over Twitter and stuff. Um yeah so what'd you think about that that whole sequence right there I, I felt like why like it, she
0: she has to feel that like well don't like I don't know put it to the side or you know put it under your tongue or so, and then even the camera angles I felt like why are you guys still shooting it you know it, it was a little cringy it was cringy and
2: well, <laughs> well my <laughs> was thing is like cringy I guess maybe from a visual standpoint, they were trying to do something like she would do so distraught. She's like, Wah. Yeah. But you know, I, I would love for one day, she does a shoot interview and explains what happened here in this botch. But yeah. it just was not dissolving fast enough in her mouth. I never put an Alka-Seltzer tablet in my mouth before. But based on the commercial, as soon as you put them in liquid, they're supposed to go brrr, like yep. Mentos and yeah. Coke. So, yeah, that's what it looked like—a big mento. <laughs> that's yeah, that's what I thought. Too. So I don't know what happened. It was just not dissolving fast enough in her mouth. She didn't have enough saliva or something. But, yep. um, but you know, you you put them in, and you should be like really trying to work it, break it down. Maybe bite on it to kind of break it up a little bit, so it dissolves faster in smaller pieces. But it just it looks so bad. So I felt bad And that's what everyone's gonna focus on Out of like A good match here That's what's gonna be Focus on here Uh uh-huh. But I will say Um uh Okay, we have the ripped up Lily doll. <laughs> I said this on Twitter. I hope Alexa Bliss's ripped up Lily doll will end up on display at a future WrestleMania Access. Yes. <laughs> have yes. you been to an a- Access before? I have. Yeah. Okay, so Access is pretty much like their fan convention, usually held at WrestleMania, and on display are just different artifacts and items from WWE's history, from landmark, you know, uh, pay per views and Raw and SmackDown, just different items and you know things on display from just historical moments i hope i mm-hmm. hope this uh lily doll will be on display in some capacity like ripped up but right so i'm just saying it should be i think it deserves it now i at this feel I, f- I feel like on raw we're gonna get the funeral of lily <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> or it's gonna, or it's gonna. She's gonna like, it's going be like Chucky and like restitched up or something. Oh like, no! <laughs> oh, you mean like Lily? <laughs> Bride of Chucky? Yeah, Lily's yeah. not done. Oh. Lily's not done. Hey, but Brian, you saw it at the SummerSlam Superstore in Las Vegas. Yeah. They have a ton of those dolls, so Lily can or Alexa Bliss can go pick up another Lily right away. Yep. A, yep. She can come get mine. I got one. <laughs> Well, the Tell thing Charlie, is, Charlie, be like, where are you taking
0: my Lily? Sorry. <laughs> Gotta give it to Alexa.
2: <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like, you know, this, this Alexa Bliss. I mean, people will need to realize the reason they keep doing this is because those dolls are selling. So, yeah. um, so I really wonder if this is gonna be the end of the Lily doll or is it gonna be come back in a different incarnation? I don't know. You think, <laughs> you, you, you think maybe possibly they're,
0: they're putting it into this character with all the rumors of Bray Wyatt possibly
2: showing up uh, on Wednesday on Dynamite. Mm. I don't know. I mean, it's that's something we uh, haven't talked about. But yeah, like the Dark Order is like broken broken down right now. They need a new leader to guide them. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> but his ninety day non compete, I don't think is up yet unless he bought out the get over early or something. But Rochester mm-hmm. on Dynamite this week, which was. Um, Luke Harper, aka Brody's uh, Brody Lee's hometown. So I don't know. Uh, We'll see how it goes. Who? Where is his hometown? Rochester, New York. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do here. I mean, uh, Bray Wyatt's been tweeting out some photos and stuff, and like, um, I don't know what's gonna happen. So we'll see what happens. I'm excited. Um, And then next up for the U.S. title, it was Damian Priest in a triple threat against Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. I mean. What can we say? I mean, Damian Priest has been booked so strong post Bad Bunny run. Yep. Uh, yeah. You know, and the, it was kind of a little. I, the Miz stuff was okay. It was getting kind of boring for a little bit, but I feel like that the, was Damian Priest's test. Yeah, can he <laughs> handle this? Yeah, uh, but the match was awesome. I mean, the crowd loved Jeff Hardy. They were super into awesome. him. Yeah, they, he got him. Really over in this match And I think really want to see him win I think especially because a few weeks ago Everyone was kind of scared He was in the 24-7 group Uh, But no look he's in the US title picture again So like don't you know week to week You know they probably see an extra body Down that one episode of Raw For the (laughs) 24-7 scene But but no Jeff Hardy is still very much A title contender So that's something uh, to look forward to But yeah how do you think of this triple threat Playing out here I enjoyed it. I
0: felt like this was probably the most exciting and maybe, maybe best match of the night. I feel him. like, um, Seamus out there. I, I don't know how legit the nose, I mean, I know his nose got messed up again. Um, Is on that what Monday. Happened? yeah, his nose got messed up pretty bad again on Monday, and so it, and he wasn't wearing the face mask on Monday, but now he came back wearing the face mask. I don't know if he broke it again, they say he rebroke it. But oh, I don't know how sucks. true that is.
1: <laughs> he looks like well, Zorro. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I was
2: looking. You know, he does have kind of like some bruising up at the top of his nose under his eyes. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, okay, the okay. Because I didn't <laughs> full disclosure. I didn't finish watching Raw all the way through. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know <laughs> when I watched this match. I was like, what happened to Sheamus? I thought he got rid of the mask, and I was like, oh, he got hurt again. Damn, that yeah. sucks. Um. No, but the match. Yeah. I mean, like. <laughs> You know, for anyone, you know, if you haven't, please go back and listen to my interview with Seamus last month from SummerSlam. You know, he definitely said, like, you know, it kinda I'm paraphrasing here, but it kinda pissed him off that no one really considered him as the MVP of the pandemic era yeah. of WWE. Like everyone was like naming all these other superstars. But he was like, I went out there and put on some hard hitting matches, and that's why I, I tweeted out like the last year and a half Sheamus' matches matches have been so entertaining. He goes out there and kicks people's asses. He tells a great story in the ring. And as he told me in the interview, he felt like he kind of felt like he he had to change something in order to get back on TV on a regular basis. And you think about it, from like 2020 to now, he's been putting out incredible matches, hard hitting. Um, He really has been really just... Someone you can count on to go out there and put on a good match with someone. Either put someone over or he won a U.S. title reign himself. So um, I definitely just want to give props to Sheamus that he is someone that was very underrated and I think underappreciated during the whole pandemic era of, uh, I, of WWE. I know a lot of people
0: thought Sheamus was done, too. I mean, he was injured. Yeah before he came back and went through that pandemic run a lot. I mean, he didn't even know if he mm-hmm. was going to be able to come back on a full-time basis. So it was really nice to see him. Um, one thing I liked about this match was it looked like they were going to recreate that Armageddon spot for Jeff, Har- for Jeff Hardy. Um, when he did the swanton on, I believe it was Damian Priest mm-hmm. and I, The crowd went nuts after that. I was like, oh, my God, he's going to do it. He's going to cover Seamus and he's going to win. But, you know, of course, they they teased us (laughs) with a bunch of Jeff Hardy near falls and Mm -hmm. things.
2: I love when Seamus got on the ropes and was mocking Jeff Hardy and doing like his His moved set. And he was like, Yeah, yeah uh. shaking his hands in the air, dancing, like, uh and then oh, he told the great. and he told the crowd, uh, someone in the crowd was uh um, I still got it and I, I tweeted out, Yes, Seamus, you still got it and like I just said, like I love his work over the last year and a half. So Seamus has just been so much fun. Um but, yo, uh, uh Damian Priest does pick up the victory, though, so he does retain the U.S. championship. Um, who Actually, yeah, Seamus uh, got pinned here, which is kind of shocking because I kind of thought Jeff Hardy was going to be the one to eat the pin when they added him yeah. into this match. I thought he was going to be the one to eat the pin. Um, mm-hmm. But, no, it, that was not the case. So, Damian Priest still booked very strong, and yeah. I, I see some people compare – Damien Priest's current run, how Drew McIntyre's run was right before he won the WWE Championship. So, yeah. kind of a lot of similarities. Took booked very strong. People love seeing him come out and wrestle. Um, so, <laughs> I feel like telling Damien. He's Damian, got a great
1: look and great presence, too. Yeah, it's like, going to yeah. tell Damien
2: Priest, enjoy it now because who knows, a year and a half from now, it could people might get, start booing you because they're tired of seeing you. So, I uh, said that same
0: thing about. Uh, the Usos, I said, man, how long until everybody starts saying the Usos are only champions because they're family with Roman? <laughs> 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 I'm gonna get so tired of seeing the Usos win every single time.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, we saw Damian Priest, he went for the springboard off the middle rope, but uh, Seamus caught him with the knee. Then Hardy knocked Seamus out and scored, uh, uh, let's see oh i'm looking at this wrong um yeah the finish came when sheamus hit the bro kick on hardy but priest rolled up sheamus to retain the title so tommy uh you said the roll-up is the like most dangerous move in wwe now it is (laughs) tell Shayna baszler that the roll-up is like her worst enemy or kryptonite yep i I thought it was cool that damian priest and jeff hardy celebrating the ring to get like a little respect Together so, It's like when yeah. I'm
1: at The grocery store And I see fruit roll ups All I think about Is WWE right now
2: <laughs> But i just saying It's uh, uh, You know I think the crowd Really <laughs> wants to see Jeff Hardy win But uh, No this is Damian Priest's Time right now And uh, yeah, so that was cool um, And then uh, uh, But yeah Where they go from here I mean does Damien Priest Go to a Smackdown And maybe Shinsuke Is the IC champion You know Trade the mid-card titles From Raw to Smackdown I don't know. It's Damn. uh it's gonna be interesting to see what happens here uh moving forward. Um before this match, actually before I forget, we see Paul Heyman in the back on the phone and Caleb Braxton I mean Caleb Braxton and Paul Heyman, their chemistry is amazing now yep. as far as, you know, you look at the greats like mean gene Oakland and Ric Flair or mean gene with God with everyone. Macho man, like Hogan. Yeah. Oh, Hogan. oh okay. yeah. Mean gene Hogan, yep. um, Kayla Braxit and Paul Heyman, their segments are always so entertaining, but you know, she interrupts him while he was on the phone. Who do you think he's on the phone with? Oh, man. Is it Brock? I mean, <laughs> i don't know i mean it's an easter egg we got to remember that segment that scene for whatever how this story eventually plays out here so i don't don't know just keep an eye out people just saying uh next up uh, uh uh for the smackdown women's championship it was becky lynch defending against bianca belair here for a lot of people i think they were you know this was probably one of the bigger matches everyone was looking forward to here um I mean, the pop Bianca Belair got, I mean, she is so over. And I love kind of like Bianca Belair's like motivation. And, uh, you know, when I interviewed her earlier this year, she said her goal, she wants to take out all the four horse women at some point. She wants to be like uh, the slayer to all them. So, um, I like on SmackDown this week, she wore like the varsity jacket, but like all her accomplishments on there. And it said uh, Bailey and Sasha on it. Yep. So she's going after, you know, Becky right now, and eventually I'm sure she's going to go after Charlotte Flair. But uh, uh, what do you think of uh, this matchup between the two of them? I thought it was good. I thought, um, you know,
0: I, it sucks because the crowd was split kind of down the middle. You mm-hmm. had some who, who were for Bel Air, and you had a, a lot more who were still for Becky Lynch, even after the efforts of trying to turn her completely heel. Um but it it went it went good. Um I could see why they or, I'm glad that the, or at least I'm glad that they had the opportunity to do these matches on house shows. That's that's the benefits of the house shows. Mm, I'm glad yeah. that they're back cuz they're able to test this out and kind of see if it works and mm-hmm. you know, put matches together and say okay, well next time we get in we can do this. So, I really enjoyed it.
2: Did you see uh I guess the house show yesterday? Bianca and Becky were in the went outside, and Bianca yeah. grabbed Becky, took her to the crowd, and had a fan who her hair was similar to Bianca's and whipped her. Yep. <laughs> and Bianca's like hit her, hit her with the hair and whipped her, and then Becky, or, uh, Bianca went over and gave her a high five. I was like, oh, that's so cool, and that that was great, man. Yeah, that's definitely just very cool here. I mean, I thought the match was very physical, very intense, uh-huh. and you know, it shows kind of like. Uh you know they hate each other right now Obviously just you know really believe in that Uh it was interesting seeing Becky in the all white gear Mm -hmm. Yep like I was like Whoa kind of taken back by that Yeah a little gold trim Yeah, yeah, Yeah 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 um and then, uh, you know, we saw Becky Lynch towards the end was trying to go for the manhandle slam, aka the rock bottom. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> uh, but Bianca countered with the suplex and then Becky rolled through and went for the arm bar. Um, Bianca countered with the powerbomb for another near fall and they traded hits on one another, attempted pinfalls. Uh, but Becky rolled through and went for the disarmor, but Bianca powered out. And then, uh, this was a great sequence when she. Yeah. Got out of it, and then Bianca went for the K.O.D. But that's when Sasha Banks ran into the ring, wow. attacked her, got the DQ. So yeah, Sasha Banks is back. She looked amazing, by the way. Yeah. Like I new don't know if gear. that's gear. Yeah, if that's gonna be like her new gear moving forward. I was like, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, attacked Bianca first. I guess technically Bianca wins based on uh, um, a DQ. Then mm-hmm. she started attacking. Becky or yep. Becky actually when Bianca was laid there we see Bianca and Becky looking at each other and it's like okay what's gonna happen here um <laughs> Becky gave like the little orange Cassidy thumbs up like yeah. hey like we're, we're on the same team we're cool yep. but then Sasha attacked her and yep. started being the crap out of her so you know it's like I guess the enemy of my enemies not my friend i'm trying to think like yeah. uh what's gonna happen here? i mean so i guess sasha is a heel but she also wants the title so therefore she doesn't like becky as well because that's her title as well yeah or feels like it um i'm excited because bianca belair is still the baby face out of the three of them so she's still probably going to be book strong as the baby face but yeah, man, what do you think of Sasha back in the equation? I mean, the SmackDown women's division stacked now. Yeah, I was
0: really surprised because I didn't. I, I was like, I don't, I'm not, I not don't, i do not know when we're going to see Sasha Banks again. So I was really surprised. I was a little eh on the fact that the match ended in DQ. But when I thought about it, it's like, okay, this sort of protects the both, mm-hmm. both the champion and Bianca. Like Bianca doesn't take a loss, and she doesn't technically like technically she beats uh becky but she doesn't like beat her and take the title or anything like that yeah and i know that wwe is going to get a bad rap for ending it that way but i mean you look at the future whether these three stay on smackdown which i know a lot of people hope that they do you know i mean at this point you would kind of question why not consider i mean because if sasha sasha goes to brawl, then it's just like well why did she interrupt you know, why would she go to Raw if she just interrupted the SmackDown Women's Sack or SmackDown Women's title match? You know? Yeah.
2: So it's, hmm.
0: it's kind of iffy situation. But if all three of them are going to be on SmackDown, then at least that gives um, for, you know, Tony Storm to go bye bye, go over or live Morgan or, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, it, it's just, it's really exciting to see. Okay. Or even when, whenever Bailey comes back, I don't know when that's going to be, but it's so crazy.
2: Bailey it's was busy at the Niners to game about. today. Yeah, Bailey was out at uh, <laughs> Levi Stadium cheering on the Niners. So on uh, two feet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, Brian, you brought up a lot of good points there because, okay, this is obviously set up like it's going to be. It's it's a triple threat party right now up on the the SmackDown Women's Title scene. Mm-hmm. Now, do you trade one of them away to Raw with the draft? But that kind of sucks because then, like, what's the point of this whole segment then? And this angle here. Now, what do you do? <laughs> like, if you keep the three of them, how do you kind of replenish Raw to give Charlotte some new competition? And you brought up a good point. Tony Storm who hasn't been really used. Mm-hmm. Uh, Naomi has yeah. been kind of getting some stuff. I mean, she's her and Sonya Deville. Are getting into a, a whole storyline right now. We saw it on SmackDown, but Sonya Ville is also on Raw as well with Adam Pearce. So maybe exactly. they can continue it on on Raw. Yeah. So that way you get the, the Sonya, the, or you get you get Naomi, you get Tony Storm. Um, I mean, I, I I was kind of hoping to see Shayna Baszler go to SmackDown for a fresh start, but if so. she's booked as a monster, I guess she can stay on Raw then mm-hmm. and just so like okay between. Shannon Baszler, Liv Morgan, Tony Storm, Naomi—that's four people to Raw. But then SmackDown becomes kind of thin because then it's what Carmella and Zelina Vega. I mean, maybe you break that's one true. of them. I don't know. I don't. I'll let the powers that be decide that. But yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I get what you're saying. Like you, you don't want to break up the three of them because now it looks like okay things are going to be taken up to the next level with yeah. with Sasha Banks' injection into all this. Um, I did laugh. Brian Dane did tweet out only in WWE could a show whose name is based on a night of no rules have a match that ends in a DQ. So <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, but I'm excited for this. Uh, but yeah, maybe Bailey when she eventually does come back, maybe she does go to Raw. Um, man, God, smack it's gonna the- be fun when everybody's hell. It's almost it's
0: it's it's like a sports team, right? Like if you think about it, you know, like the Warriors. when everyone's whenever right, true when everyone's out it's just like oh man but then the excitement like oh man when when this person gets back it's gonna be so fun like when bailey gets back i know that that women's division overall whether it be raw smackdown or just all together
2: is gonna be is gonna be much better um so i'm excited i know it was a fans really want to see what uh a fatal four-way at wrestlemania with the four Horsemen. think women. we'll ever think we'll ever get that <laughs> I just want to know how do you book that How do you get to that point Yeah. Like does all four of them have to be on one show But then Obviously that whatever show it is Smackdown or Raw is going to be very One-sided mm-hmm. You know what I mean like how do you get to that point Unless um, you do
0: I mean I don't know I was going to say unless you do something like that at Like a Survivor Series but- Survivor Series
2: may- makes a little bit more sense Potentially Um mm-hmm. uh, WrestleMania. people want to see it on the big stage or this is not necessarily a fatal four-way but it's the four horse was four horsewomen tagging up and then Bianca Belair gets her own team of like Rhea Ripley Nikki A.S.H. someone else um but yeah Tegan Knox, maybe Shotzi it'll kind of it'll kind
0: of be an NXT reunion on that side yeah if you have Bianca and Tegan and Stassi. Mm-hmm. Uh, or
2: there was that photo of Rhea, Raquel, mm-hmm. and Bianca, and then you get a fourth one. Like, uh, oh, oh yeah, we forgot about call-ups. So maybe Raw. It, okay, if, if Bianca, Sasha, and... Wait, Bianca, Sasha, and and... Um, Becky stay on Becky. SmackDown. Maybe Raw is going to get the NXT call. Was maybe like Io Shirai. Amber Shroom. Moon. Amber Moon. Amber Moon. So, oh, yep. so maybe that's what they'll do. It's like, okay, we'll keep these three here on SmackDown. Raquel, if they possibly take the title off of her this week. That's true. Oh, yeah.
1: Wait, who's she facing?
2: Frankie Monet. Frankie that's right. Monet. Yeah. Yep. Raquel, I think, is due. I mean, I yeah. think. Yeah, she's she due, due for call okay, now I'm getting more excited <laughs> <laughs> for, for the draft. now like, oh, yeah. And you think about it, the Bay area shows the following week are going to be the first set of shows post draft. Yep. So I'm kind of bummed because I'm, I'm probably going to miss SmackDown in San Jose. And if Drew goes to SmackDown, Mike, dude, I can't oh, see him. Man. I'm like, oh, so, oh, well, oh, well, can't see Corbin either. <laughs> I know. Unless he goes to raw. Unless he goes to raw. I, know, I might actually hit him up like, Hey man, you want to <laughs> hang out? I'm like, with Drew, I oh man, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But uh, all right, so main event time. It was Roman Reigns taking on Demon Finn Balor here, the only Extreme Rules match of the night, which um, <laughs> it didn't really come to play till later on. Uh, but okay, I know we're running a little bit long here, but yeah, Brian, your thoughts on this match here?
0: Yeah, this match um, was cool. It was interesting to see Roman come out first. You yes. know, I, I don't, I, I mean, it, they didn't really need to do that. I mean, they really could have, but I get it, you know, the Demon, so they want to have him come out last. But the overall match was good. Um, I feel like, you know, I still feel like Finn struggles to have a different set of offense for the Demon. Mm, still feels yeah. like Finn Balor. Still feels like Finn Balor to me. And so, the Prince. The prince, yeah, it still feels like that. So it's like, uh, okay, I'm still seeing the same moves, but you know, when he when they brought out the kendo sticks, and you know, I like the spot where Roman pushed the pushed the what was it the, the table. table back under the ring. That was neat. Um, yeah, I, is Finn Demon Finn's missing that viciousness. I feel See, like
1: the thing with Finn, he's. I feel like he can adapt to certain styles. Mm. We watched in NXT when he came back and when he was really the prince, he adapted well. He really utilized his in-ring mat skills in the on, on NXT. But once he got back to the main roster and this demon Finn, I feel like he's a little bit lost. What yeah. should he do? What kind of adjustments he needs to make? you know? Yeah, yeah.
2: well, it's um, you're right, no, Brian, you brought up a good point. It's like, other than the face paint, it's a, it's a typical Finn Balor match. So what right. does he need to do to amplify or set up? Like, oh, the demon, we're going to see a different wrestling uh, strategy out of him that we don't normally get to see. Um, that's a very, very important observation I think you just made. So um, the match itself, was good i like how roman got the kindle stick and then finn had like a bunch of kindle sticks taped together and i was trying to look i mean the camera cuts are so fast but it looked like the way it was wrapped it looked like it looked like uh, eddie van halen's um frankenstrat guitar um right tommy it's a frankenstrat yeah Yeah. did that look like the let me just double check out i put it on twitter um yeah, Eddie Van Halen's classic Frankenstrat guitar. So anyone who knows Eddie Van Halen or Van Halen, his guitar, it's uh, red with black and white stripes all over it. And that's what it looked like, the way it was wrapped around his guitar. So I was like, oh, Eddie Van Halen. But I don't know how many people recognize that. So, right. <laughs> uh, but it was cool. He took like, all these candlesticks. It was like swinging. And I like how Finn tried to bring the table out But Roman's like uh uh no tables And pushed it back so everyone's like booing him Like great way to get a a heel move Such a heel (laughs) move (laughs) I know it's extreme rules but we're not going to actually use any tables Here Uh, But then they go outside and I love this Roman put on a mask Yes To go to the outside I was like that's a smart move and that's a great mess right there people please be safe out there and and again
0: i felt like it was just another real move it was like (laughs) (laughs) if you really think about it right like it it it, it felt i was surprised i think that's the first that's a first yeah uh and this you know the pandemic era you see a wrestler go out in the crowd and put on a mask John
2: Moxley's not doing that. We haven't seen him no. do that. Any. Okay. Yeah. Not at all. No, not at all. Uh, but the match was a lot of fun. And just that ending sequence, though, um, when the Usos came out and stopped Finn Balor's pin. <laughs> what? <Tyler? laughs> no, go on, go on. No, keep going, keep going.
1: <laughs> no, I thought you're you're leading up. No,
2: if, go. I'll let you lead up okay. to what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, and so you know, the Usos come out and they start attacking Finn. Because um, it's Extreme Rules match So technically no DQ So that's mm-hmm. why the Usos get involved um, So like they beat up Finn uh, So I'm actually looking here At just the recap So yeah Usos beat him down Hit him with a double super kick uh, They set up the table at ringside um, <laughs> <and> then, oh, <laughs> Sorry I'm laughing Because I'm reminded of your tweet yeah. uh, We see Roman <laughs> Slam Finn <laughs> through the table So finally we get a table spot, but it's Roman who uses it on Finn, but he gives him, like, the ultimate wedgie. And what you tweeted out? His booty cheek. Yes. Yes. I was like, oh my
1: god. And they kept replaying it over and over. He was one booty cheek hanging out. He he was practically wearing a thong. Yeah. And then I thought,
2: he went to the table, man, is he gonna splitter up his ass or something? Like, jesus um um and then uh 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 <laughs> <laughs> so we saw uh so finn Balor fought back he took out jimmy and then he gave jay a powerbomb through the announce table the crowd erupted for that was great and then um we saw roman Reigns spear ballard through the barricade Ooh. dude so that whole sequence was just awesome um and then uh Finn is laying there on the ground and the whole lights go out and it starts turning red and you start hearing this heartbeat sound effect in the <laughs> arena and Finn Balor starts like <laughs> flopping like a fish
1: on the ground to the heartbeat <laughs> or in like rhythm. A, someone is like In the hospital and they give him like the defibrillator and he's like
2: clear (laughs) i mean to me i tweeted it looked like michael jackson from the the thriller music video the zombies the yeah that too (laughs) but he was like flopping like a fish Um, (laughs)
1: to me the resurrection was hype and then it it. wasn't
2: and and then uh um so he he gets up. He's like you know jacked up. Like yeah, like but it was weird because like the red lights come on. And I'm like oh no, is this like hell in the cell two years ago with the fiend uh-huh. and Seth Rollins? And yeah. I was like no, um, it it was kind of corny. I and thought. then like his his music started playing at the same time. I was like. Too much oh, is my, going on here I was like did they forget to turn the music off I thought it was just a boom boom But he gets up and
0: Like watching a TV show
2: Like what the hell's going on Is this supposed to be some like action sequence scene. in yeah. a movie Yeah um, And he starts beating Roman with the chair I
1: guess this is Finn's version of Hulk Hogan's hulking up yeah. <laughs> He's demon
2: demonizing Demonizing himself yeah. Yeah. Um, And then I put Roman through the table um, and then Balad puts Reigns back in the ring And he climbs the top rope And you could tell he was trying to get his balance I'm like oh please don't fall Maybe he mm-hmm. can't see because it's dark with the red light And I thought oh shit he's going to fall here But um, then suddenly The rope snapped And he falls in the ring And I was like at first I was like no That did not just happen Because he's like what under 200 pounds yeah. Like That cannot happen here It's Paul Heyman's fault (laughs) But then The lights turn back on And then Reigns hit him With the spear For the win And Mm -hmm. Like you see like Finn When the lights came back on He was like grabbing his knee Like oh did he hurt himself Falling into the ring And that's when Roman Then speared him Uh But, yeah, no explanation of why this ropes just suddenly broke out of nowhere. So
1: they couldn't afford another appearance fee for Brock Lesnar, so they had to think (laughs) of something, maybe? yeah, Um, I don't know.
2: Yeah. So, Brian, what would you think of this ending finish here? Like, it was, like, on a high note, the way Finn was taking out the Usos when he got amped up, but then that rope finish kind of like, womp, womp. I mean, yeah.
0: I thought it was a very clever way with the with the lighting and the music. It was, like, corny, but, like, clever at the same – like, it was very Vince. Like, I was like, oh, this has to be Vince's idea. Like, this is movie action thriller scene, like, the Goddamn demon. pal. <laughs> and then when he went on the top rope and I heard the clink and – I don't know if it was Michael Cole or McAfee is like the top rope
2: broke. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's on top of. Remember on on SmackDown this week, uh, I forgot to mention. Remember Montez went to go step on the table. And yeah. he, and the table fell down. And then Pac Pat McAfee said, Oh, it was probably my fat ass when I was on it earlier <laughs> dancing for Shinsuke Nakamura. So, like, Michael Cole goes, You're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> that was good, good ad lib from Pat McAfee. But, yeah. um, yeah, man, the last couple of episodes of WWE te- television, things are breaking on them. Oh, yeah. But no, I mean, God, they, it they just, need crazy glue. it was a great yeah. match. And you know, kind of corny, a little bit the whole red light stuff. Yeah, but what Brought Finn back some memories. <laughs> but yeah, what Finn did though, he looked super strong in his efforts, fight, his comeback. Yeah, but yeah, the rope thing kind of like oh, just made it kind of like one big joke, and uh, <laughs> I mean, and, I guess it's a way to get out of the match and like protect Finn as far as well. You know, it was it was this weird freak accident that cost him his loss. So no yeah. going to say what he did wrong, right? But every Michael Cole kept saying, Finn Balor is undefeated as the Demon in WWE," and I'm like, uh, Samoa Joe beat him when he was the Demon, but I guess since that's NXT, it doesn't count. Didn't yeah, Bray Wyatt like they- beat him? I uh, wasn't that just regular. Or was that just? Oh, that was oh, regular. Oh, his, yeah, his debut, yeah, his uh, debut, the Fiend's debut, yeah, it was just regular Finn.
1: Okay, never mind then.
2: We were yeah, gonna man. get the two of them, but it never happened. They don't mm. acknowledge. They don't acknowledge it, just like they don't acknowledge
0: Charlotte's title reigns. Oh, okay, yeah. I know
2: they got they wiped yeah. all that out too, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that finish was like oh, everyone knows like everyone's gonna just laugh at that, and that's all they're gonna focus I'm, on. I, I'm already seeing the. I'm just going to watch AEW tweets. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, right. You know a lot of them still watch in silence. or Oh, yeah. You know, oh they, oh yeah. In secret, they still watch it. They're low-key yep. about it. And we know plenty yep. of people who say they watch AEW only, but we know they still watch WWE. I know yeah. plenty of them. So, yeah. So don't we even know.
1: front. We know. Um, yep.
2: <laughs> but, no, but overall, I thought the in-ring work tonight was great. And that's the thing. These B-level pay-per-views, I think a lot of times people's expectations are not like they're so low. They don't have a lot of hype behind it, but then the superstars come out and over deliver from the in-ring in-ring product. So that's, I want to give kudos to everyone at WWE for putting on a a fun show in that, in that sense here. Um, (laughs) But yeah, bloodline man looking tall at the end of the show here. Um, It's going to be interesting seeing Biggie Bobby Lashley tomorrow on raw and, yeah, what they can to do next, it's, it's exciting. The draft's on the horizon. Yeah. Yep. It's going to be fun. A lot of stuff, man, to look forward to. It's going to be fun. I know we've got Saudi Arabia coming up in a few weeks, and that's a whole different thing. But, um, yeah, man, I'm excited to see what's what's going to happen next. And, of course, we'll hopefully we get news on King and Queen of the Ring and if and when that ever happens. <laughs> yeah, because that, uh, that was supposed to be kind of build up. Starting soon, and what the finale or champ the finals will be in Saudi Arabia, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. So, yep. it's uh, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I'm trying to think, is there anything else from this main event here I want to talk about? No, I think that's about it. Just, <laughs> just God, let's, let's just call it a night. Yeah, all right. On that note, let's start wrapping things up. Brian, where can the Clicksters find you online? You guys can find me at WithinTheRopes on Twitter and Instagram
0: and uh, WithinTheRopesPodcast.com. That's where all the podcast stuff is.
2: Awesome, man. No, definitely kudos to you, man, for all the work you've been putting in. I know your Twitter game has been it. amazing, just the amount of followers you've been getting. Uh, your Twitter
1: game is strong.
2: <laughs> your Thanks. graphics, Thanks, your artwork, <laughs> all that stuff. It's very entertaining, man. Uh, Thank so, yeah, you. Please <laughs> follow Follow Brian on everything, at Brian Tronic, also on uh, uh, social media as well. But, yeah, Within the Ropes, uh, all that good stuff. Tommy, how about you?
1: First, I want to make a statement. What? We haven't discussed NXT for this week. Oh. Mark my words, I'm going to make a prediction. In the next six months, Braun Breaker is going to be the NXT champion. Ooh.
2: You heard it here like first, it. folks. You
1: heard it here. Well, Tommy I was like a fan it.
2: of uh, Bronson Steiner of like the year before he even signed with NXT. Oh yeah, so wow. he's been uh, following him for a long time. So, but
1: until then, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at IronFist1982,
2: and on Baby Huey, follow me on Facebook at Baby Huey Official, Twitter and Instagram at Baby Huey 83 Of course, subscribe to In the Click where we get your podcasts at. Also on YouTube, rate comment. All that good stuff. Share the podcast. All that stuff just helps out so much. Uh, also follow us on social media at in the click in the click at gmail.com. Merch. Just click the link in our bio. All that good stuff. And hopefully in the coming weeks, uh, um some more exciting just content wise we can uh get into but uh, i need brian's uh, uh mastermind to help me learn all this stuff yes so we'll, we'll put it together but uh like always thank you guys for all the continuous support and on that note let's go home and that's the bottom line because Huey we said so